Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about and reviewing WandaVision, the first two episodes. The, f- the first two. For the children. For. Oh my god! For for the children, yes, <laughs> it's so good. Um, and that's the line from the show. It's so everyone doesn't think we're all crazy. Uh, oh my gosh! The, what uh, if we just said it? What if it was just like it was just we made that completely up? It wasn't in the show at all. I mean, that'd be amazing, actually, if we just started reviewing movies and shows that we hadn't even watched, and then uh, just made up things about it. Inserting random things in there, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything about um, this review is factual and accurate, except for one thing. Find the lie. <laughs> this is the first Disney Plus Marvel show. We've had right. uh, The Mandalorian, but this is the first Marvel show. And uh, reportedly has uh, one of the biggest budgets in, um, is it comedy? Hang on. It's got like, it's, they're spending like $24 million an episode or something like that. On this? Yeah. Hang on. Give me two seconds. It's like the most, Wait. the... I know. That's why I, I know. I don't understand. Unless it's what? just all going to stars, but I mean, or or maybe it comes later and like the production value goes up later. Maybe it's all the physical sets. I don't know. I mean, there, there's there's major questions that I have there. Um, I know, like part of the thing, like with these episodes, um, which we'll get into a little bit later. They actually like consulted um, Kevin Feige consulted with like Dick Van Dyke uh, on some of it to get like some of the those. Uh, the vibe correct to make sure they had like a lot of the sets and a lot of the, the kind of, uh, classic vibe, um, of old sitcoms, um, correct in there. Yeah. So hang on. So maybe me, Dick me... Van Dyke costs, you know, $24 million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think it did, but let's see here. It looks like, yeah, they spent $25 million an episode per episode uh, per episode. And they're like going hard at like Disney Plus right now, man. I know. Uh, That's it amazing. Looks like, um, I was there was some kind of record I thought that was like one of the. Well, let's look at. Uh, let me let me try. I'm just gonna compare it because I think Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones season Dude, six. You're telling uh, me that this that costs budget. more than Game of Thrones? I think I mean, so. Season I guess from six. Star Power, yeah. Budget. Fascinating, man. Ten million, yeah, dude. Ten million per episode. So I don't know, dude. Okay, so yeah, so like the cool thing, and we'll talk about this a little later. But yeah, they reconstructed the uh, for the first episode the Dick Van Dyke set, mm-hmm. um, and then the for the second episode they reconstructed the Bewitched set. Yep. And I assume just based off of that pattern of two episodes that we're going to move through kind of like sitcom history and yeah. uh, keep going through different sets so i mean maybe it's that maybe it's the fact that they have like basically movie stars in this but so did mandalorian i don't know hang on let me look up mandalorian per like episode budget i mean it just seems insane it seems real high i mean also mandalorian i'm not sure how much because think about like all the technology within just that like the uh 
the location, whatever they call it. I can't remember what they 15 call them. Million. The big circular room that they they film a lot of The Mandalorian in. Like, they basically had to develop this whole new technology, uh, like, with that budget of that show. So, so I'm like, you know, that one I kind yeah. of understand a little bit why it's higher. Um, yeah. Because it's like, they're it's, inv- it's an investment for the future. <laughs> it's wild. I mean, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, it's, I mean, this is costing more per episode than... Uh, Game of Thrones season six, which uh, which was like outrageous at the time. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah. like, yeah, I remember having conversations on this podcast, like whenever Game of Thrones, like that final season or whatever, it was like, man, these budgets are going um, like uh, wild for uh, for for television, and you know, it's like, oh, comparatively to movies, it's like on par or whatever. Um, totally. And like now we're sitting here and like I, in so many ways, like especially Mandalorian, certain episodes of the Mandalorian, like I can't tell the difference between the Mandalorian oh, and a normal like cinematic no. in theater Star Wars movie anymore, you know? No. And, and I will say like for Game of Thrones, I couldn't either really. Like, sure. Yeah. By the, you know, by the final the, seasons and stuff. Yeah. Even the early seasons with the big old huge dragons and all this kind of stuff. Like, I mean, it, it had movie, movie production values the whole time, really. Sure. That was like and I the, guess. That was like the benchmark to measure a show against, honestly. Yeah, I was like, oh, is the, you have a large-scale battle? Is it like Game of Thrones, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, the interesting thing to me, like, is that with Game of Thrones specifically, you look at something like The Hobbit oh my versus gosh. Game of Thrones, know, and you're like, dude, wait a so second. You're like, kind of like, look back and forth, and you're like, tell me, which one has the higher budget? Right. <laughs> yeah, and the, you wouldn't get, I mean... <laughs> Honestly, you would not guess The Hobbit if you just no. like put some some of the just like random CGI oh. stuff up against it. Bro, the barrels where it looks like there's just there's just actors floating above barrels. No, oh, that's I mean that's what it was with a GoPro. <laughs> just who shoots a Hollywood movie uh, like that? Like well, I understand. Okay, well, I understand. Like, like okay, the CG, like, the CG moments did not fit well with like the rest of the like the live action. <laughs> I can't I can't remember the um the there was some kind of like. I don't know, which, what was it? It was like act of valor or like someone kind of like, it's like, okay, these are real, real Navy SEALs and this is their thing. And like some, it was filmed with like helmet cams with like yeah. GoPros. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Peter Jackson throwing GoPros on barrels down a river makes zero sense. <laughs> Let's just dunk them in the river. <laughs> yeah. It's so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, again, like with, with, these shows, like you look at this and you look at almost any, you know, Hollywood, like in theaters movie from, you know, the, where they, they overreach with the special effects and that sort of thing. And it's like, it's like, man, these are just, just better. Um, yeah. and the funny thing like about this show and we'll get into it a little bit, a little bit later, but like the cool thing about this show is like that they're, <laughs> they're trying to replicate the, uh, the, the, um, the like old school, like on wires type of uh, of 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 stuff, so it's like very practical. <laughs> you know, it's like a practical effects of like people dangling things on wires because it's supposed to look like that. Which I think is like honestly, at this point in in you know Hollywood or whatever, it's probably harder to do than actual C- CGI. You know, making it fake or whatever. So. Um, all right, so we're gonna talk talk about that. Finish talking about that later, um, and. Uh, we have some news. But first, John, what have you been up to this week? Man, I will say not a ton. Like uh, other than this, like I, I watched um, the uh, the 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 last, or I guess the 
other season the third season finished up the third season of hilda and i've been watching some some like off and on like you know other things that i've talked about before where uh like uh kipo and the age of the wonder beast or whatever i'm watching through in the middle of the uh the final i think what is the final season i for some reason i think the third season is the final season but i can't confirm whether that's accurate or not because i'm not wanting to like look up spoilers or anything like that for that show but just been kind of watching through those and uh man like the animation branch of netflix is just super awesome um right now you know as far as picking those shows out of uh out of you know concepts and like that sort of thing especially kipo the music in that is amazing and that show was in like it was in development for a really long time before it got picked up by somebody and netflix picked it up and it's fantastic so anyway just kind of like a more more of the same like new seasons of things that i've talked about on the on the show before um but um you know other than that i'm not not a ton man just the the same old same old what about you uh so this yeah the the main thing i did um this week uh watched through it's a four episode well hang on sorry two things um i actually did one over the weekend i forgot all about it i watched the king the queen's gambit nice that's on my list that's that's Uh, that's one of the things i need to do so great such a great um we you should watch it then we should review it but it's uh such a great series um super well done super intriguing story um and literally just makes me want to go play chess um (laughs) and uh the uh the other is it's another netflix um limited series i guess is what they're calling these because it's like you know it's not a first it says free season one but it's like it's only there's only one season right it's um, like oh there's clearly uh, not going to be another season it's just came out it's a, it's a true crime documentary series called night stalker now i want to tell you don't watch this if you're squeamish and if like you know you don't like true crime murdery stuff this is very murdery um let's <laughs> talk it's talking about like the uh what they call the night stalker um killer out in Los Angeles out in the like 19 like 1984 85 that that time period um but it's like it's crazy it's like i mean you uh some of the things it's, it's kind of like it's 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 kind of the considered the apparently the end of the serial killer age and this because this is back when like police departments didn't talk to each other, they had to do all like manual fingerprinting. There were no like systems to run it through. Yeah. Um, they had, you know, they're running off of, cl- like, there was no DNA testing back then. There's just like no way to link, link crimes unless there was a, uh, a, like a, a, something that this person did every single time. And this person like had like no, no telltale like MO and, but but I think you know one of the things that's interesting to me. I, I listened to a podcast afterwards, and um, it, if you so anyone who's ever been to LA, like there are bars on like pretty much like all residential windows and all that kind of stuff um, out there. Apparently, this ha- that started in this summer because the summer was so hot um, and people wanted to open their windows, but they didn't want to you know obviously get murdered. And so they started like installing bars on all the windows of all their homes, and like that's like a, pr- a print imprint on LA, like kind of a signature of LA that you can kind of see still see today. What is that? 30, 30 yeah, like thirty five years ago uh, mm-hmm. later. Um, anyway, if you're into history or that kind of stuff, like I, I that's why I kind of liked it. But and it, uh, it was just uh, it was it was well done. But don't watch it if. You don't like murdery things. <laughs> With the caveat of like, yeah, oh boy. Caveat. You yeah. know. Yeah. 
That's kind of one of those things. Like I'm, I'm like kind of like it's hit or miss. Like again, like you know, there's some things where I'm like, oh yeah, I am, I'm, I'm into that. And there's other things where I'm just like, nah, there's no way, you know. Um, <laughs> right, like cereal, right. I'm like, okay, yeah, that was an awesome, awesome podcast. Um, but then like some other things, like I'll watch, I'm like no, there's, I'll check out like after the first five seconds of something where it's just like, nope, that's that's too real, that's too heavy, right? You know, that I mean, sort of thing. Well, and, and 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 then this is, and it's real, and it's definitely like you know has, but it's like. I don't know. I think they also did a good job of like they didn't glorify the killer in in, in any way. Like yeah. they, you don't. Even, well, that's a spoiler. Like there's, <laughs> you don't like spoiler but, but of true they, events that happened. You know. Yeah, but they still like keep the keep the suspense going. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a. Uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. It was. Good. I dig it, man. I dig it. Um, Chris, something else that I, I just remembered that I mm. have done, and it wasn't necessarily like this week. I did some of it this week, but then like it's it's been like an ongoing thing where I've been trying to revisit Destiny Two oh. and like pick up where I left off, man. And like because like there's new content that's happening. Supposedly like later this year they're gonna have the Vault of Glass back again. They're like there's like the moon is there's all sorts of things that have happened since I left Destiny 2 and then now it's on Xbox Game Pass all of it for just like I just have it and so like downloaded it and dove back in dude that th- that game the way that they have the way that they have done things within this game is so confusing that I literally had to look up like okay what what is the order of things that I need to do at this point? Because basically as soon as I booted it up, it tried to throw me into like, what is the, the now stuff? Like what's the most current storyline, the expansion? Like it literally like it, it automatically loads me into a mission and I'm like running around. I'm like, I have no idea why I'm doing this. They're referencing events that I haven't done. And so like I had to look up a thing and apparently at some point along the way, the destiny Two original campaign is completely removed from Destiny 2 now. Oh, you didn't realize this? No. Like I that, thought we talked like, about it on the show. What's funny is, like, I thought that it was like, oh, oh. we're just going to, like, we're, we're going to remove it for, for free players or for, like, because that was whenever around whenever they were going to go free to play. Um, but I didn't realize, like, I just, you can't, like, I could never go back and play through the original Destiny 2 campaign or yep. the two or three DLCs that I actually played. Nope. The, what so, kind of yeah, nonsense I, is this? <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, man. So this is a uh, this happened, and, and I remember talking about it with uh, with Fulton. There was a, some kind of podcast uh, that I did with Fulton, and uh, we were talking about this uh, because it just came out like it was news. And um, yeah, they like so their their rationale, dude. Get this. At the time, their rationale was like, well, we don't want the space on of the game to balloon up to you know two hundred gigabytes. I'm like. What? Uh, what does that matter? Like <laughs> Call of Duty at this point is probably half my half my terabyte hard drive. Right. Like, I I don't I don't get it. Or 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 John, pull a uh, Master Chief collection or even Call of Duty. I think Call of Duty does this. Let yeah. me install just the parts that I want. Right. Like, don't make me install the whole. I mean, it's I don't such know, a, dude. Such a strange thing to do. So where does it jump in? Does it even make sense? So, okay, so if you start at the earliest content, it actually it works out great for me because it literally picks up right where I had left off. Oh, great. From, so that means I, I won't be able to fi- finish, like, what I was playing. I mean, potentially. I mean, it's like, okay, the, the stuff that we did on, uh, what is it, Mercury, and then, it like, after that, 
then it picks up and you're on the moon. And so the, the and this was the campaign that I actually kind of like remembered f like seeing trailers for uh, back in the day that I wanted to play, but then just like didn't want to get back into Destiny 2. Um, and so now I'm finally able to play it. And so far it's fantastic. It's awesome. So good. Looks amazing in HDR. Looks so good in those like amazing 4, 4K textures. It looks awesome. Um, and plays really, really well as well. It's like the Destiny, like it's, it's the, you know, I, I love the way that Destiny plays, and it plays exactly like that still. Um, but, like, it's just odd that I had to, like, figure, like, okay, which which of these sub-menus do I go into to enable the, the, like, the place that marks this specific campaign that's four campaigns ago, and then uh, start the missions here and then follow that quest line all the way down. It's just a, a very confusing system and way to go about it, where it didn't just, like, go, oh, I can see where you left off. Let me go ahead and just throw you into like the next thing. It like wants me to be current, wants me to be in the new stuff where it's like I actually got like super out leveled right away. Like I cuz after that first mission, basically by the end of the first mission, I didn't have the gear that I needed to to play the next one. And so I had to it had to do this like homework of like okay, where how do I get up to level? Um, without like grinding someplace, so can I can I do the storyline where I left off and actually get up to level? And so far, that's worked out really well. Where I'm like kind of tracking with where I feel like I should from a level perspective. Um, it's just such a stra strange game, strange way that they're going about the you know, the ongoing nature of this game. Um, and it's something I just haven't seen before, man. Like I like if you someone buys Destiny Two, they're literally buying a different game than the one that I bought four years five year five years ago you know whatever so so strange man yeah and that's where you know i'm, I'm super glad that it's on game pass because like i mean i probably wouldn't come back to this game and buy all these expansions and all kind of stuff if right it wasn't there and play it again and i want to play it again i just like i'm i'm uh, i don't know i think like for me like the just the the reasoning and philosophy behind destiny I think I just kind of like as a gamer uh, kind of diverged from where they are going with it a long mm -hmm. time ago. I'm like, this is just yeah. like not the experience that I want. Love the game. And mm -hmm. we invested so many hours and time into it. But like, yeah, uh, the, like I think their intention the diverged from what what my desire was. <laughs> Correct. You know, like and, and, and I'm not saying like their 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 philosophy around the game has like has also evolved, you know, like sure. Originally, they were planned. It was planned, you know, like. Activision had multiple installments in mind, but there was always this kind of like, okay, you, you have to, you know, buy the buy the base game, and then you're gonna grind, and then we're gonna remove all the the reason for you having grind, uh, you know, gotten all that gear, and you're gonna have to get brand new gear. Yep. And it was just this like weird cycle that I'm like, I don't like this. Um, the the one thing I do want to go back for John, and, and I think we do we talk about this uh, in. The, you know, last week or the week before, but they are bringing the Vault of Glass back. Yes, I mean that's that's literally why I. We don't think we talked about it on the podcast. I just mentioned it a minute ago, but like I, like that's why I got back in because I was like, oh, I need to like I need to get and up to level. And they're bringing the weapons back, like the Vision of Confluence is back, <sighs> dude. I'm and, so down. And the Thorn, and I don't. What was the sniper rifle called that was in there? Oh man, what was it? Well, they also had the Vex Mythoclast. That one was the one I got, but like no one else I knew had that gun. Right? Yeah, it was, I never it had was that the gun. auto rifle. Well, um, what's funny is like the 
so I had the vision of Confluence for a while, but I don't like there was it's whatever the stupid sniper rifle was. Uh, I I didn't get that until like the very very end. Like I kept grinding for that thing. Yep. And uh, I I never got it until like the very very end of uh, Destiny One. And I will say like that stuff is a lot better now because like you can literally like there's a path to pretty much every weapon, um, except maybe, maybe there's they still have some random drops. But like you can look in your menus and be like, how do I get this weapon? And legitimately have like a, a good expectation of 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 a path to get it, um, which I which I appreciate. But again, like I'm not in it to grind anymore. Like I'm not in it to like get every piece of gear or that sort of thing. Like I'm I'm just kind of like in it to experience the story because like I, after I heard oh the the vault of glass is coming back. I'm like, okay, well, I want to be ready for that. And then I remembered that the the thing that I wanted to pick up on was like, there's a uh, the moon came back, and so and and uh, along those lines, um, I think from Destiny uh, One, from Destiny One, yeah. So it's literally the exact same location, but like better and with more things happening and like ex- expanded like areas and things like that, um, which is fantastic. As I was cruising around on it uh, to do some missions, I was like, this is just fantastic. Um, like you can, everything's connected. Nothing is like a loading point or anything like that anymore, which is really cool. Um, the other thing that, that within that storyline, there's a storyline in there where, and I haven't gotten to this moment yet, but I think it's going to happen. There's a storyline in there where uh, Cade 6, uh, spoilers, but it was in the trailer, dies. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and this that's is... that's the one that I wanted to like. I was like, oh yeah, I want to track back and figure out what that's about. Um, and so like but that's you know, but I I think you can. I think it's like I think it's still coming up for me. I think I'm it's like past the one that I'm on. I think it's the next okay. one, um, the okay. next next drop or whatever. So n- uh, past the moon, but on to like whatever the next thing that happens. Um, but I'll get back to you. This is just a journey, you know. It's a slow journey, but it's a journey of of rediscovering Destiny Two. <laughs> It's crazy, man. It's wild. All right. Uh, we're going to review WandaVision here in a little bit. But first, some news. The news. The news, Chris. The news. Um, all right. First piece of news. Some disappointing news, John. Disappointing news? Yep. You're going to be bummed out. I'm gonna be bummed out. How bummed out am I gonna be on a scale of like actually, one to I, ten? I actually don't. I don't. I don't know how bummed out you're gonna be. <laughs> uh, the, the next James Bond, James Bond 25, 007, yeah, has been delayed again. What? From from this April to this October, which so... has now pushed it back by an entire year and a half from its original release date. From its original release date, like, but here's the thing, Chris. I feel like in this year of 2020 and now we're into 2021, like I don't expect any of these movies to come. Like whenever people give me like a date of like, oh, this, this is going to come out on this time. I'm like, ain't no way. It's not happening. And if it happens, I'm surprised. <laughs> this is the thing. I would rather than just like, and if that's the case, like I get it. Yeah. Sure. That's fine. I mean, uh, a, just stop putting release dates on these things. I, I don't just disagree. Be like, we, just be like, we have no idea when this is coming out. <laughs> uh, delayed indefinitely. <laughs> I mean, either that or they're like, I mean, I guess maybe, I mean, the best thing, that the only thing they could be doing is, because uh, this one probably won't hold either. You know what I mean? Like, no. I guess they could be just like, okay, if we just want to save this date so no one else claims it. Correct. In case... We can release this year. You know what it feels like, Chris? And and what it... 
like if I were if I look at what's happened in the past, um, I think that like this is this is actually fairly reasonable because what you had like when was it that Marvel Phase Two was announced and they literally were like. It was it was 2010 or something like that, and they were like, "Here's all the movies you're going to be watching until 2025," and like literally had like dates and like months and and like actual like the hard and fast like these are the dates for these different movies. They didn't even have like the names of the mo- unannounced Marvel movie. You know, it was like the big thing the whole time, and it was just like, "What the what what are we talking about here?" And I do feel like. This is that where it's like literally they just like stay away from this state and they just like put up a big, you know, big flag on top of this mountain and go, this is our mountain and this is our date. We're definitely bringing out James Bond here as long as everything is looking good for people to actually come back to the movies. And, you know, the closer you get to that date, they're like, well, nobody's coming back to the movies. And they're like, well, let's just push it out further. Um, So I don't know, man. I get it, but it's it's just like it's frustrating. <laughs> well, and it, and here's the other thing, you know, like and obviously I, I don't run any of these companies, but you would a you would think some money would be better than no money. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like okay, at least release this in some way on streaming, where like I would mm. pay twenty five, thirty, forty bucks to watch. The next, I mean, dude, here's mm. the thing. We've been without new movies. I was talking to, to Fultron, who's been on the show before. We've been without so mo- so many like new movies mm. for so long. Like, I mean, and I guess like the Marvel TV shows kind of fill that gap. But like, I'm almost just like low key, like bummed, like super, like almost, almost like look. I just don't. I, I'm like ambivalent to like pop yeah. culture and movies, and I'm, like I almost like have like no dr- joy, you know, like for it anymore. I'm just kind of well, like. Uh, well, give me something new that's cool and good. Like, I would literally pay you $50 to watch this movie right now hmm. on streaming. Yeah. And, yeah. and I might be in the minority, but you would think that my, like, like the minority's $50 per stream or whatever yeah. would be, like, at least better than zero money during this next, you know, six months year time period sure and i guess like that's the that's the gamble that um things like hbo max slash warner brothers are making with releasing things like 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 dune um this like super high budget movie which i can't wait for yeah and it's they're releasing that to hbo max and it's like oh my goodness to to the ire of the filmmakers themselves um you know potential like what was it like they were investigating some like lawsuit ah, i might sue them for doing this because they didn't notify a lot of their like producers and the people who put money into the production of the movie yeah, before they I, actually like, announced I, that so I, I wonder how much of that is oh, here's here's this is my, my thinking with that like i wonder how much of that is legitimately they're upset about it um which is is reasonable but mm-hmm. also how much of it is them saying we are also out of work, have no money, and here mm-hmm. you are making money. Mm-hmm. Will give us what we what we what, like. We need money too. Like I mean, right, right. Well, the whole industry is freaking shut down. Especially like you look at, I think the I think the gamble that like the James Bond and this is just two completely different strategies. But like the 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 gamble that James Bond uh, is making in this case is that like they're like, well, if we hold off, sure. We are like hurting for money right now, and but if we hold off, we're gonna make all like so much more money than we would if we released it to streaming, or if we released it for video on demand, or if we released it to like 
you know, anything um, for home. We're going to make so much more money if we hold off. We just have to make it to the point where we can release this and like make all that money again. Um, so I don't know. Like it's, it's, there are two different, vastly different approaches where one is just like, Hey, we've been looking at doing the streaming thing anyway. Let's go ahead and just release it all there. And, and that'll drive yeah. up the subscribers. That'll drive up all those things. And so they're like, that's where they're putting their, like, you know, Warner brothers is putting their chips. And then the 007 people are like, nah, man, we're, we're doing this in theaters. In yeah. theaters with people, yeah. and like, well, I mean, and, that, and that's so. fine. I mean, I can't wait to go back to the theaters too. You know, like, I mean, it's like that's that's great. I don't know, man. It's just like this weird, like, dude. We've been talking about this. I mean, when, again, like, go back to when is when is uh, Free Guy gonna come out? <laughs> like, I'm. <laughs> We've talked about them for two years. Dude, if I have to see another trailer. I know. Like, I'm I feel over like, it. I feel like the, I don't the think, editors. I almost think I'll boycott that movie just because <laughs> I'm tired of seeing the trailers. I feel like the editors are like literally like, there's no more of this movie we can pull. We've literally yeah. shown the We've, entire movie. If you splice it together you, a different way. Yep. Yeah, if you take all the trailers and put them all together, you would have the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, if you just get like the, we, the correct sequential order. Which would be, you know. dude, how low-key cool would that be if they just released so many trailers that then somebody on the internet, because I know there's somebody out there who has a crap ton of time, <laughs> could piece together every scene from this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, I think part of it is a, like, of our feeling on this. Like, the, the reason that it feels so... Um, like that you're getting to where you're ambivalent about it is because it's the hype cycle that marketing uh, puts you on before anything like games. Yeah, I have movies. no hype anymore. Right. And it's like, There's just no like hype. whenever a game is delayed, like <laughs> on end where it's like announced like 14 years ago and it's like all of a sudden and it's delayed again and delayed again. Like you even saw a little bit of it, like a little bit of the hype for something like cyberpunk dive down right before it came out and was a disaster anyway. And so, right. you know, it's like, it's just such a, like we've been, at such a such a like supposedly high level of like these movies are about to come out and then like then they just don't and then yeah. it's just like w- do i care about the black widow movie anymore i don't know i oh, love I black widow all about that thing oh my goodness why have they not put that on disney plus it's just kind of one of those like weird casualties of the timing of all that you know dude i forgot all about that movie and the, the other side of it is i like i mean i kind of like this is the thing like They've put a lot of like COVID protocols in place, and, and and I'm sure it's more expensive and harder. But like they are making movies um, right now. But I'm sure. like, like I would also love to see what I mean. Sure, maybe you don't want to put your big tentpole releases, but at least like make some smaller indie films, some like do something like experimental, mm. like and put some of that kind of stuff out. Just to like, I mean, I, I would much rather uh, be watching some cool, you know, like. Uh, indie films from people mm. that normally wouldn't do them, like Chris Pratt or something like that. You know, like what's the Chris Pratt indie indie film? Like, what would that be? You yeah. know, or like not Indiana Jones know, film. You're talking about like independent film, yeah, independent. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah, not yeah, <laughs> not, not not Indiana Jones, not indie Indiana Jones. Because everybody, you know, independent with, with all the Indiana Jones. You know, we've discussed it on the podcast before. You know, about the him and yeah. Indiana Jones. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> so when we think of it, is like you know, it's, uh, last mm, in 2019, I think it was, yeah, um, or 2020 uh, Oscars, like Marriage Story on Netflix. That was a mm. that was Adam Driver and. Um, uh, why can't I think of her name? Uh, Black Widow. Um, Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson. Johansson. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so that's what made me think of it. Is like, okay, that was a smaller kind of in, independent film, and it was fantastic. Yeah. Like, uh, why don't we like this? And, and it wasn't even like that large of a cast. Lar- like, they they could honestly social distance on those sets. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, uh, and, and it's like you could make these kinds of movies. Like, then just no, but no one's like making and releasing. Like, they're the people who are making things. They're not releasing them, and mm-hmm. they were still not releasing things that we did make. It's just so weird, dude. Yeah, it's 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 hard, you know. And, and obviously, like the economics for for all these movies are like going to be completely different. Because like, but but largely, you look at a lot of the studios and a lot of the things that we've had in the past, like decade they're all these gigantic budget huge movies that need to have like this massive amount of revenue and so like those are the movies that people are sitting on right now and it's like but because of those movies they're sitting on everything because like because those movies uh, need to make a bunch of money, they're not releasing you know anything else because in many cases they haven't produced anything else because they're trying to make these gigantic budget movies that make gigantic amounts of money and you know this is just not a, an environment that like allows that to happen. So I don't know. It's it's it's, it's a conundrum, man. Yeah, dude. All right. So um, hopefully that comes out soon this year. That's right. That'd be great. Um, I can't wait to see. I mean, by the time, I mean, and Daniel Craig can never play this character again because he's going to be too old by the time this thing comes out. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, and the, <laughs> the other thing is, like, he's said ev- after e- after every single one that, hey, this is my last one. This is my last one. No, this is really my last. So it's like I feel like, you know, he might say after this one, hey, this is my last one. Or he might just be like, it's been enough time has passed. I'll do it again. Yeah. Um. So I can't remember the other news item. The second piece of news, Chris. There we go. And this is this is quite possibly one of the most important pieces of news of the entire week, and that is that the Muppet Show, the classic Muppet Show, is coming to Disney Plus on February nineteenth. This is not like so. So this is like the original Muppet Show. This isn't. There's uh there's the new Muppet Show that I think like debuted whenever we were kids or whatever, and uh, and like was on TGIF, um, which was fantastic as well. But this is the new Muppet Show. There or this isn't the new Muppet Show. This is the old Muppet Show. There is actually like a half of a season on here that's never been commercially available to anybody, um, and never actually like released to television either. So it's like there's some episodes in here that's like have just never been available for people uh, in by legal means. Like, you could you you could find them, you know, um, if you were, like, searching for them. But, uh, you know, the quality would just be terrible, that sort of thing. But this is, like, it's going to be available for everybody on Disney+. Plus. So that's pretty, uh, pretty awesome. Uh, hopefully the, what happens is people flood into watching the show, love it, and then they go, oh, let's release the new Muppet show onto Disney+. Plus. And they do that. And then they're like, oh, let's create new Muppet content and, you know, do that as well. So that's, that's my hope anyway because uh, I love the Muppets, man. Yeah, dude, I do too. Uh, and, like, I, I really hope that – I'd love to see another, like, some more Muppet movies in theaters. Like, like hey, let's, you know, like, let's reboot. You know, like, Muppets of Space is one of my favorite movies. Um, like, so let's just do good. some cool things with the Muppets, you know, like Muppet Treasure Island. Love it. Like, that's what the Muppets are for. And Muppet, yeah. Muppet you know, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Like, yeah. even if you all you do is parody other movies with the Muppets, like, I would watch those until the end of time. 
Yeah, well, the funny thing is, like, it's it, there's enough, like, uh, original content within those, like, those moments and those, those like, you know, parodied things that, like, you know, that it, it, the Muppets are the Muppets. Like, the Muppet Treasure Island, it's like it bears a, a you know, overall, like, resemblance to Treasure Island, but it doesn't, like, bear that much resemblance to Treasure Island. <laughs> the Treasure yes, Island people never sang about having cabin fever, Chris. I mean, it's, but... They have cabin fever. And that's one of the best parts of that, about that whole, Dude, whole movie. Totally. Uh, I also did, love. Uh, did you? Your... Did, I, I watched it recently. Did you? And I didn't re- re- realize this until I watched it again. That Hans Zimmer did the music for that movie. Yes, you mentioned this to me. I haven't watched it since you mentioned that. It's and, crazy. Uh, it's. I, I mean, it's great. I, I feel like they, they, you know, for Pirates of the Caribbean, I feel like they probably got the idea from. Muppet Treasure. <laughs> I well, I mean, would. so like, and I forget who what the name was like. So the first, uh, the first um, Pirates of the Caribbean was not Hans Zimmer, but he did right. two and three. That's right. And then, but like, you listen to Muppet Treasure Island, and there are one hundred percent like exact themes that he used in Muppet Treasure Island that he pulled back for uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. That's awesome. Yeah, I love. It's I love that you know they share like a universe, like they're in the same universe. <laughs> they're in the same musical universe. Yeah, like while <laughs> while uh, while you know the, the Jack Sparrow is like sailing away with Will or whatever over there, the Muppets are like you know stranded on this island over here. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jim, Jim, Jimmy, Jim, 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 Jimmy. Oh my gosh, it's um, such a oh, good movie. The, the last thing I, I did have a piece of news. I saw this on Twitter um, a little bit earlier. Um, Celeste is about to. It's been. It's it's three. It's the th- th- three year anniversary of Celeste. The the uh, the platformer. Dude, um, my, well, probably what will what will probably be my favorite game of all time. Like if I were to list anything, that's probably my favorite game of all time. So they are releasing a uh, a new update and patch for um, there's uh, everything from like a new mappable like uh, control that like basically automatically it's like with one button press you can bind um, uh, you can jump and and grab in the same in the what? same thing it's it's like a apparently speedrunners have been using it um, like a third party uh, PC app to create that uh, macro like that's with one awesome. button press and so they int- incorporate it into the game so speedrunners could like do this like more naturally natively within the game that's awesome um, and then they also redesigned a couple levels not like uh, drastically but they sh- uh, think they uh, apparently they've redesigned every single level by at this point now with some updates mm-hmm. just to make them either uh, not easier but like better better designed yeah, more um, like probably like more like by a few pixels to make them like oh well, people missed this by four pixels let's adjust yeah. it by four pixels you know yeah um, some of that stuff like uh, there's like some some things that they did with like uh, pausing so like pausing like during speed runs the timer will still run but like it'll allow you to do I don't know I couldn't I didn't really understand it at all but like it'll yeah. allow you to do some things while you're paused dude that's um, awesome. And then uh, there was like you know I think we talked about it at some point they they've updated collision like edge detection oh this is what it was yep they uh, they did edge detection but it all but it didn't uh, keep you from like if you jumped at a ledge with spikes it would just run you into the spikes like because it was like ignoring the edge at that mm. point but now they fixed it to where like if there are spikes on the the top of it you will not run into the spikes and just ghost into them anymore interesting. So, yeah. So anyway, just like updates it. like that. That was the other news I wanted to bring up. Like if you're playing Celeste, like 
you should download the new uh, the new um, update and uh, take a stab at it. I probably will. Yeah, and everybody should play that game. The, the fascinating thing to me about like uh, Maddie makes games like the developer, they like they take things that the speedrunning community have been doing with that game and then integrate them into the game. Like like you've been saying, like the the DLC that they have, right? It does. It literally like makes a uh, one of the speedrunning techniques, which is like a, a what they call a wave dash. And so basically, you jump up in the air and dash at the ground, and then as soon as you hit the ground from that dash, you dash again, and it like it uh, exponentially. The way that the game is programmed, it will exponentially like, increase your speed. And so for some of the DLC, they like literally do a tutorial on how to do this technique that speedrunners had been using for a really long time. And they use it like within some of the later levels of the DLC, of like the free DLC that they released like a year ago or something like that. Um, and so like that's just fascinating stuff that they put together based on like how they see that people are playing the game, which is awesome. Yeah, that's super awesome. And that's the news. Sweet. All right, John. It's time to review WandaVision. WandaVision. So the first two episodes are out. We kind of teased at the beginning of the uh, the episode and talked about right. how this is like kind of uh, this is like right now the vibe of it is a uh, sitcom and they're kind of moving through time. They started based, you know, kind of like basing it on the Dick Van Dyke show. Mm-hmm. The next one was Bewitched. Not sure what the next one will be. I mean, yeah, I, I know I'm, I'm envisioning something like maybe. Happy days, or um, you know, like they change into color at the end of the second episode. Yeah. And so it's got to be something. Be, it could be bewitched again because bewitched was in, I think, color and and uh, black and white. Definitely. It could be definitely. I dream of genie at some point. That's right. We could have that. That would be pretty cool. That would be cool. Um, yeah. The the other thing before we you know kind of dive into the actual like episodes and what we think. Mary is Tyler going on. Moore is another one that I would love to see. You know. Yeah. See, Mary Tyler Moore would be awesome, but she was that was only in black and white, from what I remember. Oh no no no! I think uh, mm, was that that's color a good, too? Dude, am I just adding color in my brain? Oh no. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't remember that one ever in color. Because it was around the same time as the Dick Van Dyke show. I feel like, like I right only after. remember that one in color and not Maybe in black it was and white. Then hang on, dude. Look that up. But again, I could be coloring it in my head. Like, remember, like, I re- like back in the day, I, f- I, I would swear that I could see color, like, in the black and white kind of things that we would watch. Um, but that's just, like, in my brain. And then, like, whenever people would colorize it. And a similar thing happened whenever they colorized the end of the second episode of WandaVision here. Like, where I was like, oh, that's not the colors that I perceived this to be at all. <laughs> okay, you're right. It was in color. Okay. Never mind. I'm okay. wrong. So, yeah, Mary Tyler Moore, that's definitely one of them. Yeah, um, that would be awesome if it if it if it ends up in there. That'd be great. The uh, I mean, we have nine episodes, so they've got like nine things to pull. And I don't know if they're going to come all the way in modern day. Like, could we, you know, see <laughs> Seinfeld? Could we Dude. see Friends? Could we see, you know, Big Bang Theory? Could we see, uh, like, kind of like are they going to hit every kind of like? It's always sunny, along you know. The way? It's always. A, I I honestly doubt. I, I would be so surprised and shocked if we saw It's Always Sunny, like, but it'd what's be amazing. The, like, what would be the difference between be, that and, like, normal life? You know? I mean, it, <laughs> it would be, yeah, I mean, it, they'd have to be in Patty's Pub is where they'd have to be. Yeah, yeah, it'd and, have to be literally uh, the same locations, and, like, I yeah. don't that's not going to happen. But it's it just like, wouldn't it, make any sense. Like, even, like, you know, it's like, oh, it's just sitcoms these days just ha- don't have, like... It's just modern filmmaking. Like we're in that 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 era, so it doesn't look different to us. Like ten years from now, it's gonna look different. You know, just like Seinfeld does. But like, well, I, I think it's it, the thing that that 
works, I think, best with the vibe that they've gotten all, got going on is like shows that were shot in front of studio audiences. That yep. that makes the most sense because this was yep. shot in front of a studio audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah a live studio sure. audience. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like uh, the other thing I wanted to point out was there was a there was a piece of news today. Um, somebody, one of the actors, did an interview. I don't remember who, and basically confirmed that this is taking place at, directly after the events of Endgame. Yeah. So um, everything's in black and white. We've had some like weird like. Uh, there's been like explosion sounds. There's been like a voice coming over the radio. There's mm. been like a spy drone thing. Mm-hmm. It looked like. They um, were I mean, like it, with a weird symbol on it and some Tony Stark looking colors. Yes, there there was also yeah like a, there was a toaster that made some uh, Iron Man suit powering down noises. That's right. That's right. Oh my goodness. Um, there was a watch commercial. It had Strucker, which is the guy um, for, who basically started Hydra, right? Or like led Hydra for a while. Yes. Uh, well, had, and also so Strucker is. Uh, Something, isn't Strucker, Strucker? Yeah, Strucker. Strucker America isn't he the computer guy, <laughs> the guy who ends up I like don't. in the computer in uh, in the thing, whichever Maybe. whichever one that is, where they end up like in the basement and the dude's like talking to them as an AI through the computer and then mm, ends up like possibly. blowing them apart or whatever. I don't know. So like spoilers for Endgame. <laughs> yeah. Um, Vision's dead. Yeah. And so. Like we assume this is, or at least I assume this is kind of taking place maybe in her head. Maybe because he, okay, so Chris, it, it, he also Vision was a a like the, was living at the center of technology and magic with uh with like with uh Thor as well as the Soul Stone, um, yeah. and so like this could potentially be taking place inside of the soul stone. Like if, if he just receded mm, into his soul, into the soul stone and that'd he's be, just in there. That'd be cool. Um, because I like, mean, it, the soul it, stone still exists, right? Cause it's, it's part of the, the glove. Right. And like, and supposedly like whenever the Thanos snap happened, half the world ended up in the soul stone and the other half was like this half that was left behind or whatever. Like, so like the soul stone, is that definitely, how like Tony was been able to, like he was able to bring him back. Right. Yeah. Like, and so like, cause they were just in the soul stone and it's like, okay. n- obviously nothing was happening, but like vision, uh, nowhere to be found there. Um, because he was again at the confluence of this technology, magic, and the soul stone. Like it took all three of those things right, right. to create him. So I don't know, man. Like I just I, I'm very interested where this goes because he's honestly the only only one that didn't really like come back. Like obviously like Tony didn't make it, um, but like right. that was after the fact. So Yeah. I mean it makes me wonder okay let's talk, let's keep talking about some of this stuff so yeah yeah um i'm not sure yet that the plot of the like the plots of the shows actually mm-hmm. have anything to do with what's going on from a meta standpoint maybe um, not like at the end of the first one you pan out and you see somebody like move a pad of paper or something like that like you're, you're basically watching the watching yeah, you see the that. show but that's not the main i mean just like the plot of the boss coming over for dinner and like oh, maybe in the end, yeah. you know what I mean. And then the second yeah. one, the the magic show for the children. Sure. Like my goodness, maybe for the that, children. <laughs> like the, the only things that kind of seem like they're kind of like okay, this is odd. Those like neighborhood watch kind of stuff. Um, 
Yeah, and, and super, and, super, super uh, uh, keen on uh, making sure the neighborhood is safe. Right. Well, and he also like in the first episode, he's trying to figure out what his like what his job actually is. Like, yeah, what do we yeah. do with this company? And they're right. like, oh, we compute things. And he's like, what are we? But what are we computing? You know. And so, yeah, I uh, like there is that like level of it where it's like, what is like what's going on here? You know. Right. So, like, but like we have things like whose voice is coming through the, I mean, like, I felt like that for a second. I thought it was Captain America, but then on, yeah. on second listen, I don't think it is. Yeah. I, I kind of got that vibe too. Like we're almost like it, they process it to where it tries to make it sound like, like three different people where it's like, it's kind of sound like cap at one point. I was like, well, sounds sort of like, sort of like vision, like Paul Bettany, like, you know, mm. uh, so, but like, and then it was like, but it's not British. You know? So it's like, I don't know. Like there is, it didn't, it, to me, it was just like, a con- like they were trying to trick you almost like where with just the way that it felt like it was coming through. Um, another thing that I thought was interesting at the end of the second episode, there's like that horror moment where they end up on the street and the beekeeper climbs out, of, out of the, the oh, manhole cover. Yeah. Super weird. And, it, and it then she like, like goes, no. And uh-huh. then it rewinds it. Uh-huh. And, and like they, they basically like start a new version of the simulation or something. Like it's just such a like that that has to be playing into it. It's like is is this in her mind? Is this in uh, his mind? And that's what I think. I think it's in her mind. Um, and like the yeah, that dude showing up out of that manhole cover was kind of like Stranger Things esque. It's like mm. okay, are there like are they able to infiltrate her mind? Are they trying to get mm. like I don't remember. Where she was at the end of Endgame, do you like? Did she did she take part in the battle? Oh yeah, was she well, like she, she fights him. Like she comes up to him and she says, "You took everything from me." And he says, "I don't even remember who you are," or something like, like that. I, said, I don't, I don't, I don't even, sure. Does he like knock her out or something? I mean, like, I mean, no, not really. Like, I mean, she doesn't get defeated, defeated, like, or like she doesn't like get concussion. You know, it wasn't concussed. Like, there was no question about like whether or not she survived that battle because like alive. pretty much everybody you know either survived or didn't survive that battle. And hmm. she was definitely in the camp of like, okay, she's still around, you know, she's still around and kicking. Um, but it's not like this doesn't seem to be like, like if this is in her mind, it doesn't seem to be in the mind of someone who, you know, is, uh, is, is necessarily grasping reality, obviously. So, and that makes me think, that, okay, maybe it's she's not in her mind, but maybe she is in some like she can control wherever she's at. Mm. Like some, I, I did like. Um, That's a I good point. She is probably somebody, she is probably the most powerful Avenger that we've been introduced to so far. She also like, I mean, she may have gone in somewhere and just like kind of like doesn't remember who she is or something. Like maybe she went mm. in with a mission, but now she's kind of sidetracked or something. Mm. Somebody, somebody also said they thought that that voice sounded like one of the guys. I don't remember who. Not the, not the, the policeman, um, uh, but one of the dudes from Ant Man, like one of the scientists. Interesting. Like, and so I'm like, okay. I also know, like, uh, they've Disney has said that this leads directly into and ties into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That's fascinating as well. <laughs> I know all of this. I'm just like, what is going on? Because it's like bridging that gap. Man, that would be that. That's like, yeah. And that's the thing that I, I enjoy about this. Like, to me, this show is at its best, just like all the other MCU properties, are, is at its best whenever it embraces like its own weirdness and its own thing. Yeah. Rather than like the first episode, I felt like is like, 
I wasn't so on board with it during the first episode because it was like trying to be the so Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah. And it was like literally it was just like, okay, well this is this is basically just like, oh, try to hide your powers from people. And it's like we've seen this a right. thousand times with superheroes, with Bewitched, with whatever. Like we've seen this. Yeah. And then like on the second episode, it gets real weird because it doubles down on the fact that like he is mechanical. And whenever he swallows that gum, I'm like, this is completely new. And I love it. And it like turns him drunk, you know, makes him completely drunk. And then like she's having this situation with like, you know, oh, I, I'm like having these like this radio talk to me. I'm having the lady like with her hand like and seen in color and all like these things like are are unique to the MCU and unique to these characters that like I I love that. Like that part of it, I'm like, man, this I am so down with this. Yeah, I, I agree. Like the first one, I felt like it was kind of like I mean, I think back to the Mandal- uh, yeah, the Mandalorian. Um, it was cool because it was like kind of the first like live action TV Star Wars thing we've seen. Yeah. But when you go back to it, it was a pretty conventional kind of story. Sure. Um, and I feel like that's kind of like they wanted to lay the groundwork with that first one of like this is okay, this is the world we're in, and then the second one they immediately started like pulling back at the corners of that so i like honestly i I only kind of expect the weirdness to to ramp up uh over the next what is it seven episodes yeah definitely and i uh, that's one reason why i really like that they dropped two episodes because like i was easy it was easy for me to like go right in the next one and be like okay for sure that maybe that first one wasn't my speed but maybe the next one and the next one definitely was where i was like this is like you're nailing it you know as far as this goes um, yeah, that was definitely a, a good call yeah. just to kind of show the variety of the show and what's actually happening. So, you know, like you wouldn't have this huge shock week two of like, oh, this is completely different. How? Why? You know? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, and then like now it's like we're moving into color. I'm like, okay, I kind of understand what's going on here. And like as far as like from a presentation standpoint, I'm in for some super weirdness. I'm in for some super like, uh, you know, corny cliche uh, old television style stuff. And like the way that they mesh it together is what's unique and interesting about that. And I, uh, yeah. and I'm, you know, obviously the performances are fantastic as well. So, yeah, totally. Um, all right, so um, I'm ready to rate this stuff. Like, I, I think we should do a season, you know, season review after the whole thing is over. Yeah. Um, but like these first, like the for the premiere, let's just lump these two into a premiere. So I the first it. two episodes are done. What would you give this show? Man, it's, it's that's a hard call because of the whole like the whiplash thing of like, oh man, I was like, this is like a a solid seven in the first one where it's like, this is good, not great. But then on the second one, I'm like, man, this is like really amazing. Like it's like nine, nine levels. So I'm going to even that out. It's going to be a solid eight. And, uh, and I'm just going to call it like, a, you know, the, the premiere it has me at a solid eight right now. That's exactly what I was going to give it to eight for the same reasons. The interesting thing I, I do like one other shout out I wanted to make was like the, the uh, music is fantastic. I uh, I like the way that the music sounds. It sounds old school. It sounds like it's got that like that tape, well, like, you know, recorded to tape sound, which is amazing. Yeah, for each episode, they like try to emulate the music from the Dick Van Dyke Show. Yep. Second one, they try to emulate the music from from Bewitched. So it's not like they didn't use the Bewitched theme. No, but they just made the I guess what are the the themes of uh, WandaVision sound like 
those show themes. Right, right. And that's the, and the theme songs are different for each episode, which I think is fantastic. And the, I think the, uh, the writers, uh, of a lot of the music for like frozen and frozen two did the, the themes for each episode, like did, did these like kind of, uh, the, the homage themes for the different things and like the lyrical and stuff like that. They wrote the lyrics and things like that to the ones that have lyrics. Um, but yeah, dude, like that's just so just like, as I was listening to the second episode with the, with the bewitch, I was like, man, this just sounds right. Like it sounds like, like it belongs in in that time period like with those movies again it's just like that tape sound you know it's just like this is nice so yeah that's cool all right well um we'll uh keep watching this and uh we will uh review that whenever the uh this whole series is over i love it man um, next week we gotta figure out what we're doing. It's uh, episode four hundred. Um, so uh, I'm gonna we'll tell you, to I'm gonna have something. some confetti, Chris. I, even if I have if, to like rip up sh- shreds of paper, I'm just gonna throw it up all in the air. You know? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, that's uh, one. It's eight years of doing this, dude. That's awesome. It's crazy. Um, so we'll we'll be back with that episode, and uh, we'll celebrate together. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com on social at Chris right. 250. And John Wright 777. And at Stay Pod, please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.